jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten how to do this show. I know I say that every time we come back from a break. Uh, but I mean it this time. Because this wasn't just a break, Stacy. No, it was not. Do you notice the angel wings and halo attached to us? Oh my god. <laughs> Listen, I know that we said before we left, I said, oh, I'm going to get raptured at the Mamamoo concert. Well, it happened. It was real. I am beyond all earthly concerns. I don't care anymore. I don't. I think I said it the night of the show. I don't care anymore about anything. (laughs) Who gets elected in our next election in the United States of America? I don't care. DeSantis? Great. (laughs) Whatever. If I go to the doctor and the doctor is like, I'm so sorry, you have... 16 terminal diseases. Oh, do I? (laughs) (laughs) Tell someone who cares. It's not me. You get up, you grab your top hat, and you skip away. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You could tell me that the fucking Oscars decided to only award every statue to Prom Night 3. For the rest of eternity. (laughs) And I would say, do I look like I give a shit? I don't care. My, yes, my flesh is still here. I didn't turn anyone on. My flesh is still here on the earth, but my soul has left the building. I have ascended. I'm gone. It's great. You've got a trumpet. You've got... You got hair that's like kind of suspended in the air, but in like like in water, like in the mama. Yeah, I look like mama now. Yeah, you're ma- your mama. You have a CGI floating hair. You have your trumpet. You have your wings. You have your halo. I'm loving it at the risk of sounding like a McDonald's commercial. I am loving it. <laughs> All of these, you know, these monks are like, oh, I'm going to go sit on in, a, in the dirt on a mountain and starve myself and not talk for 30 years. That'll get me to Nirvana. All you fucking have to do is go see Mama Moo in concert and you will get there within one second of them coming out on stage. Even honestly, even before they come out on stage, like you get there and it's just Moo Moo's everywhere. Oh my God. And everyone's having the best time. And I'm like, is Stacy talking to eight male construction workers? Like, <laughs> And you're like, hello, my fellow Moo Moo. And it's everyone is just, it's, it's like church, but actually good and, and helpful and effective for community. Yeah, listen, I have been to every kind of concert imaginable, right? I'm sure you have as well, Anthony. Like, oh, yeah, the shows, you know, from from stadiums to some state hole fairs. In the wall to a state fair, uh, everything in between. This was literally and legitimately the best concert experience I have ever had in my life. Oh, absolutely. Like, even mama moo themselves aside the vibe was so amazing it was like nobody was too cool no to be there everybody was so excited and happy i mean i can't imagine being at any other show and first of all talking to the people next to me that i didn't come to the show with talking to everybody and just like when did you start listening what's your favorite what song do you want to hear like do you love this like it was just the whole vibe and atmosphere and everything was so much fun. It was great. It was, it was unbelievable. It was not like literally we're like working our way through a sea of people wearing like radish onesies, um, <laughs> Teletubby outfits, uh, pride flags everywhere. It was, it was, it was more lesbian perhaps than Dinah Shore Weekend. It, at 100%. 
I mean, this is really saying something. I was shocked because there's still a part of me that's like convinced that we're the only gays that are clued in to what is really happening in Mamamoo. And then I get to the concert and I'm like, oh, baby girl, (laughs) we all, the mothership has landed. We all know, everyone knows, this is all gay people, Uh, like more lesbians, once again, the Dinosaur Weekend, there are girls wearing lesbian flags. It was just, there were pride flags everywhere that, that had Mamamoo printed on them. Like, it was out of control. We sit down, there's a twink that's right next to us that's like, who's your bias? And like, <laughs> within seconds, we're all talking about Stacy's talking to the other gay girls next, who have their Moonbule, like, printed fan masks. Like, it was just <laughs> insane! It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And then they come out, and then they're perfect! Uh, oh my god what we hadn't been telling people on the show like obviously we've been just saying i mean this was countdown to rapture month right before the show talking about nothing but mamamoo show for how since we got the tickets we were second row second row in the center literally dead fucking center dead fucking center and ostensibly it became the first row like front row because the people in the front row everybody stood up through like the whole show and the front row moved up to the barricade. So then we had a gap between us and the front row people. And so it was just, it was perfect. It was like we were in the front row because there was nothing blocking our vision at all. They walked out and I started screaming, they're real! <laughs> <laughs> they were right there. There was, there was the contingent, like the girl with the pride flag, the lesbian flag right there um, to the right of us. There was that mm-hmm. contingent. And then the, one of them just kept screaming, what the? the top of her lungs throughout the entire show and like there were moments where like they would look over like like they would just like toss things directly to the girls with the lesbian flags or like the the moment when when there was a there were all i mean obviously we're in a sea of mumus there's this mumu with her mom her sweet her sweet like elderly mother and then and then everyone has the mubongs those light sticks and and Hwasa's singing with her mubong, and then she notices the mom, Mommy Moo Moo, doesn't have one. So she, like, goes and reaches and steps over the uh, the sound equipment and the monitors and all this stuff and hands her mubong to Mommy. <laughs> and it was just the sweetest ever! And it was this whole community church moment with queens right there, right there. The most, they are the four most beautiful people I've ever seen in my entire life insane i expected like oh you know like yeah they're gonna be beautiful but it's gonna be like oh now i can see how much photoshop foolery there has been going on no no they're stunning they're just stunning stunning people the most gorgeous queens the most gorgeous gay queens i've ever seen right there we were so close that like they had screens behind the stage i didn't even look at them at all no I watched the screen when they would change and they would play, uh, I'm sorry, a horror-tinged cartoon that Solar wrote herself. Horror queen. My god. Oh my god. Then I was paying attention to the screen, but otherwise, why would I have to look at the screen when I see four radiant lit angels right in front of me? They were like, literally like maybe 15 feet. They were so close that Stacy got a video of Hwasa fucking looking her in the eye and pussy slapping right at her in her her general direction. It was, it's so funny to to like my videos. (laughs) I'll start out filming and then... You can tell that I'm, instead of looking at my phone, I'm looking at them. And so, like, the camera just drifts. And next thing you know, I'm just filming these. <laughs> or they're, like, really bad videos that start out really good. But I just can't believe some of the pictures and videos that we got. And, oh, my God. Oh, it's bonkers. Yeah. So I'm married to Hwasa now because she did look right at my camera and point yes. and pussy slap herself. <laughs> I think I'm also married to Buell because as she was filming the crowd, I was filming her, I noticed. So we are now in each other's phones. Filmception. Yes. All in all, pretty good experience, I'd say. Oh, I just still can't get over the sheer, the sheer magic. And so now all of your concerns, all of your modal concerns are just out the window. Out the window. I don't care. You asked if, you know, because we had to travel for this, obviously. You asked if I got sick or anything, like, you know, from being on the plane and the COVID. And I'm like, I don't 
care about COVID anymore. <laughs> Are you crazy? I don't care about anything. Fine. Oh, wow. There's oh COVID and smallpox and measles and Ebola. Whatever. I don't care. I'm not here anymore. I'm gone. <laughs> I just, I can't believe I can look at my phone and there's pictures of them. In real life. I have a picture of Buell just straight up grabbing Solar's boob. (laughs) And I get to go back and look at that picture whenever I feel like it. It's amazing. Oh, my God. And they sounded amazing. It was weird because I did say before before the concert, it was like, like, as they're touring in the U.S., they didn't bring a band with them. And so it's like, did I pay a lot of money for professional karaoke? (laughs) Kind of. Yes, I did. But you know what? They sounded amazing. Oh, incredible. No lip syncing here. No. And it wasn't like when you go to an American concert and they're playing, they're just like, yeah, yeah. The lip syncing and or there's a soft backing track to smooth out the voice. None of that. God, it was so good. It was so good. I'll never get over it. It literally happened. It literally happened. It was, it was rapture. It was pride oh my god this is look at what has happened in this country the united states since then pat robertson dead thank god donald trump arrested this is the power of seeing mama moo during pride jenna jameson married a woman that's right that's right this is because of mama moo yeah mama moo did this literally the 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 mothership landed and then the universal song of peace and justice spilled out across the earth and enlightened all peoples. That's right. Mother Radish provides. She does. I don't know. I could just, who needs horror movies? I Have I watched any horror movies since I got home? No. <laughs> well, that's for different reasons. That's, yeah, that's also because I, I'm playing Diablo. But... <laughs> But also, I just, I don't know. I don't know what time is. How long have we been back? It's been like two weeks now, I think. Allegedly? Maybe. M-M-M-A-D. Or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) And that's not a Mothers Against Drunk Driving (laughs) acronym. I gotta work on that. Uh, (laughs) I don't know. I had a great time. It was fun to spend time with... uh, uh, Oh, Anthony. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you had to look at your um uh flashcards my, my show notes <laughs> yeah. Anthony, yes anthony yes it was game lords reunited for the first time since before the pandemic literally since since oh not our live show but bef- right after that yeah right, yeah, at three, the, right at the beginning of the pandemic we right. literally saw each other last in another goddamn world we ate mcdonald's <laughs> Well, one, okay, I'm sorry, Inglewood, California. I would like to have a word with you. Mm. Why is there no food? <laughs> Why was there no food anywhere near that arena? <laughs> yeah, I, it, there wasn't any good looking food near the arena. No, no. So, but, but there was a McDonald's. And you know what? I'm not going to knock McDonald's. McDonald's is a time honored practice in my family. And we got it, and it was delicious. And no, we didn't get the Grimace shake, because it wasn't out yet. Oh. I heard it gives you diarrhea. <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the Grimace shake, because it's Grimace's birthday, Stacy. Oh, oh, so they... I was thinking of the green one. The, Wait, who's the green one? The, is it the Grimace shake, the one for St. Patrick's Day? Oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know what that one is. No, but have you had a green milkshake? That fucks you up. They were great. What are you talking about? Well, you, no, but after. After you digest I'm not going to talk about that, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have those concerns, and I never did, even when I was still alive. I did not have those concerns. Milkshake. No, we had filet fishes We had filet fishes it was great. There's something about sitting in a parking lot of an arena, getting ready for a show, eating a filet of fish. Surrounded by lesbians. Surrounded by <laughs> incredible. lesbians. It's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Oh. And yes, we're vegetarians. 
Not me. I eat fish. <laughs> Stacy, you no longer identify as a vegetarian. You're I pescatarian. Don't. I'm a pescatarian now. <laughs> what do you think the fish's name was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Filet. <laughs> It's F apostrophe L A Y. Yeah. No, that's the vegetarian version. That's the fake <laughs> filet. Why, oh. yeah, why does like every fake vegetarian it. has to be like boof? Boof or chicken. Filet or fish. Come on. So you'll be happy to know. Uh, speaking of Pride Month, I did see a Pride peanut butter display at my grocery store. What? So I guess Pride is in full swing. But here's the thing. I know that I do, both of us do, love to complain about the corporatization of Pride, obviously. Uh-huh. Make, make fun of that Walgreens display or whatever. And yet now I'm having the feelings, as all of these things are becoming outlawed, basically, and stores are caving to pressure from the right. Now I see a pride peanut butter display and I say, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what you got till it's gone. She keeps us guessing. I mean, look, also, this is post Mama Moo, so everything's great. Everything's great. Everything's new. Everything's great and new and no strife and not a bad word about anything. Is it, is it, like, is it Mr. Peanut and he's all, like, done up, like, in drag, like a Carmen Miranda? Uh. Oh, he doesn't sell peanut butter. He just sells nuts. <laughs> no. But I'm sure when you go to tell Jason about the peanut butter display later, that's what you do. <laughs> Stacey said there was a Carmen Miranda Mr. Peanut. <laughs> no, I don't even know what peanut butter it was, but it was just some, like, here's the peanut butter, we love gay... Peanut butter is gay. Yeah, it was just like that. It was so basic. And, you know, of course, my initial knee jerk was like, what? But then I thought about it. And it's like you read about the small town in Michigan now where pride flags are literally, they just outlawed pride flags in, in public, period. Oh God. So I'm saying, like, I don't know. Who knew that, like, peanut butter and Walgreens were, like, doing such work? But, <laughs> but it's when they're, when, you know, the religious right is coming for all of this stuff, I'm, I say, good for you, peanut butter. You know what? I get, well, that that's a sentence that needs to be said. I guess there's that thing. <laughs> I guess maybe I can see, look at, look at me, look at this Grinch heart growing at least 1.5 sizes where I can see for me walking into the target and I'm sorry, it's not even a target. It's like a half a target. It's a quarter of a target. It's a target convenience store that we have. They just keep putting them all over Portland and I get so mad. What's the point of a target that has a quarter of the things? But anyway, I walk into the target and I see the love Simon snow globe display for pride. Right. And I get mad. However, say someone walks into that in yeah Tennessee or uh, that town in Michigan. In Michigan, you said, mm-hmm. and then they see that. I guess I guess that does, that is a way of like, at least trying to normalize it, even if it is corporatized, right? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't make the corporatization any less gross, but again, we talked about it during the last threening, the re-threening. That the slope is very slippery and outlawing pride flags, it's like they're not going to stop there. Yeah. They don't want gay people to exist. Yeah. 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 They don't want gay people or trans people to exist at all. Right. I mean, that, that's the whole thing with attacking drag is it's like, well, that's actually a cipher because then they can define drag as any presentation of of opposite quote-unquote opposite gender so then that's a way to actually it's a cipher for policing trans people right exactly. they don't want any of us to be around exactly and so it's like on the one hand it's just stupid corporatization on the other hand it's like my god is the peanut butter pride display subversive now can you believe it can you believe it girls Peanut butter pride <laughs> displays are subversive. Thank you, Luann. <laughs> it might actually be at this point. Now I can see the value to it. Look at me eating my words. You know. I, I do appreciate that I think, you know, we were hot for corporate pride like maybe four years. Not we, but like the culture. Maybe four years ago it kind of reached its apex or something. But it is. it has been nice seeing people reject it now. Like especially this year, it feels like just nobody's having it. 
So now, of course, now we on the show are pro. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be a contrarian honestly but it was like on one of my flights home uh one of the flight attendants had a little pride flag on her lapel and i was like well i'm here's the thing i'm not against a pride flag i am against rainbow in general but i'm (laughs) not against a pride flag uh in any shape or form i'm you know even though flags are weird but I'm, i'm not against that and and i think i think it's different when it's like when Wells Fargo is running the Pride Parade. Yeah, absolutely. When it's the, the Wamu Pride Parade <laughs> or like whatever, that's different. But but just to, to try to bring awareness to the fact that, you know, we we actually exist, that is valuable. It's it's such a weird thing. It's like when you just feel like it's a way for a, a corporation to earn money off of you, that's gross. Yeah. Uh but then even when I would see like I don't know, the grocery store with their, like, employees with pride t-shirts or whatever. I'm like, what does it feel? It must, it feels nice, honestly, as a shopper to be like, oh, at least, you know, even if there's something gross about this, like, at least (laughs) they acknowledge our existence and don't, uh, they're not discriminating. And then I stop and think, like, well, what about the people who work there? Hmm. Like, that must kind of feel nice. to Feel valued. Feel valued as a human being maybe listen i i do a lot of outreach with different community groups and blah 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 and and a lot of the time they i get requests for engagements coming from people that run like or they're they work as part of like the lgbtq team at said you know xyz uh, company and there's a part of me that's like ew man i'm not working for the man (laughs) right but at the same time like look at these people banding together because they literally have to try to like every every social situation is a microcosm of the greater culture and so of course they are going to have to band together and create this representation from within and advocate for themselves and shouldn't have to but that's the world we live in so good for them there are so many places where you know they've never had representation and just the fact that even here in this country like it's being actively taken away I think it's just a little, it's alarming and I think it's a little bit of a wake up call. And I'm not saying that I'm going to go buy the pride peanut butter. <laughs> no, but you're going to smile at it. But I'll smile at it. And you're going to say, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll wink at it in case it's a lezzy. <laughs> I'll wink at it. <laughs> she could be the, the lesbian peanut butter. That's right. You never know. Also, if you want to know how Mother Radish provides, both Anthony and I were offered an upgrade to first class on our flights home. Oh. And we both took them. Oh. Lap of luxury. It really was. We're, listen, we've got, now that, now that we've ignored in true Gaylord style half of Pride Month and become big spenders, first class big spenders and love corporate pride, (laughs) we're new people. (laughs) I don't care who gets elected for president. (laughs) I fly first we went to go see some korean lesbians and now we are the one (laughs) person here's the thing the world's ending man live it up live it up baby like yolo for real (laughs) oh we came back assholes but i know (laughs) they thought the show would be over not that we'd be horrible Horrible. I think just think my eyes have been opened to uh, the beauty and wonder of the world. Yes. And its possibilities. Yeah. And I'd say good because the last three goddamn years, this world has been impossible. And I'm happy that you, I'm especially happy that you got to have some nice things. Oh, well, I'm glad we got to experience nice things together. I love Mama Moo. Oh, so good. That's our big travel adventure. It was really fun. It was really fun. It was it was fully it was it was our pride all wrapped up in one little moment. It was uh, 10 million peanut butters worth of pride. Oh, full absolutely. 100,000 little car memorandas with little <laughs> peanuts. <laughs> peanut hats. It was it was every Wells Fargo float. <laughs> All driving at once down the highway. (laughs) 
Oh God, it was the best. It was the best. <laughs> Pride parades happen on highways. <laughs> they do now. It's like Mad Max. Yeah, <laughs> it was speakers and fire Where shooting out. That Mad Max, where it's like all the fucking cars are old Pride Parade floats. Honest people, if we want, <laughs> if we want to change the course of history and really answer the call, like take those Pride floats off the little uh, Main Street, get them on the highway, get some machine guns and flamethrowers. <laughs> And someone with a guitar on top. Somebody with a guitar. I mean, the Dykes on Bike section would be so fucking lit. <laughs> yeah. It'd be so good. Mama Moo. Mama Moo. How can I talk about anything else? <laughs> yeah, horror movies. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? This is We Saw Mama Moo in concert month, okay? That's it's official. It is an official Gaylord's Month. Listen, we have to explain it. You have to give the contextual, dramaturgical background. Well, something else that we did on our little Mama Moo getaway was we uh, watched a movie. We did. We did. We, I I figured out how to turn on the TV. I didn't figure out how to get the volume up because <laughs> <laughs> this fucking hotel had a a, a volume point fifty volume cap it was so quiet but but i did figure out how to put it on and we did in fact watch a new horror film yeah you had already seen it you love this movie that's why we watched it because anthony was like let's watch this i said all right sure i missed it when it was in theaters and the movie is evil dead the new evil dead rise 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 here's the i hate you know when everything was rise rise of the tomb raider the dark knight rises rise of the planet of the apes why is everything what the rise of skywalker i'm gonna tell you this when they announced that fucking rise of skywalker i knew it was gonna be a piece of shit when i saw the title and it said rise in it i knew i call i was cassandra anyway rise everything has to be rise I got mad at that, and then when I saw the new Evil Dead was called Evil Dead Rise, I got mad again, but then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, it's a high rise, so it's an Evil Dead Rise? Isn't that cool? Do you get it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you love it! I love it! You thought it was okay or good? Yeah, I What Or did you? Am I putting words in your mouth? I'm sorry. No! uh, um, You know what? Listen, I was drunk on Trader Joe's Scandinavian Swimmers. So, <laughs> bottom, I hadn't had those. A friend of mine gave me some when I was in LA, and boy, oh boy, let me tell you. The Scandinavian swimmers and that fucking lit ass uh, banana champagne? <laughs> yeah. What? Uh, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I don't, I didn't love it like you do. Oh, yeah. But I enjoyed it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. That was a good episode. Good job. <laughs> uh, it's fun. I guess I, I wasn't looking forward to it at all because I was not a fan of 2013 Evil Dead. No. Um, I thought that one was had while that had copious, 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 copious uh, amounts of violence and gore. So much that it shocked me that it was playing at the Cineplex, but I thought the movie itself stunk. Mm-hmm. I fully agree. So I was not looking forward to another entry that was going to be along those same lines, <clears throat> especially after watching the trailer for Evil Dead Rise. I just thought, uh, here we go again. Yeah, another extreme Evil Dead. Yeah. It was fun. Uh, it, it was fun. I think that's all it is trying to be, too. Right. But that's that's what I like about it is I think just for me, it's the fact that this movie is so, once again, that the last one was so mean. And I mean, oh no, a horror movie is mean. How dare? Like, but, but it's the spirit with which how, with how the filmmaker like approaches the characters or what happens to them, right? Uh, The Evil Dead remake, for me, like, I think it's all summed up by the fact that the Evil Dead remake 2013, like... It, it has a moment where it's like, okay, we're going to redo the tree rape scene, but are they going to actually go through with it? And they, and they did go through with it. 
Like, that's just a, a unnecessary, mean kind of thing. But then, like, this movie, they begin to set up a very similar sequence, and they don't go through with it. It doesn't turn into tree rape. And I say, okay, I think this, I don't know, I liked the characters, I liked the family. I felt like uh, even though awful things happen to everyone involved, it's how it's approached. It's an interesting distinction. And I think it can be a deciding factor for me on a movie is that sort of meanness or cruelty. It's like when we did our episode on Scream 6. Mm -hmm. And that movie felt mean to me. It's the difference between... You and I kind of talked about it the night we saw this movie. Is like, <clears throat> it's the difference between Friday the 13th, 1980, and Friday the 13th, part eight. Is like, Friday the 13th, 1980, has more gratuitous violence. It has, you know, there's, it's very graphic, the violence and the things that happen to the characters. Yeah. But it doesn't feel as mean as part eight, where it feels like Jason is kind of reveling in cruelty yes and maybe it's just like the way i'm perceiving things versus the way another horror fan is going to perceive things but i mean i can watch something like martyrs and that doesn't feel cruel to me even though these atrocities are visited on these characters and it's ostensibly about the cruelty that we you know inflict on one another etc but it doesn't feel there's something about it that doesn't feel cruel. And I think it's that it's on the side of the girls. It's on the side of the victims and the survivors. Yeah. And the girls. Isn't that interesting how that works? It can be really, it doesn't, the movie doesn't have to make a point of it. It can just be the way something is filmed. It can almost be an incidental thing that maybe a filmmaker doesn't intend one way or another. Yeah. But it can be something as simple as a shot setup. Yeah. Yeah, it's the thoughtfulness. It's, I mean, this is like, I'm thinking of, um, I mean, I'm no, in no way comparing Evil Dead Rise and uh, The Nightingale by Jennifer Kent. <laughs> like, I typically don't watch movies with sexual assault, like, you know, expl- gratuitous, like, scenes like that. But uh, The Nightingale, I make exception for because it's an incredible movie and it's so well made. And the sexual assault directly ties into what she's trying to talk about as a, as a, you know, as what's happening in the world. And, um, like for that, it's, you know, it's all like how it's filmed. It's filmed from the woman's perspective. Like, I think in a lot of these movies, like, uh, you know, you don't need to show it. You could just have, you could just shut a door and I'm going to know what's going to happen. You can cut away and I'm going to know what's going to happen. But then there's people that think it's more, it's more extreme to show you just the horrible thing happening in real time. And that's, I guess, yeah, that's the difference. It's, it's like in Martyrs, if we didn't have the love of, uh, between Anna and Lucy, like, if we don't have those gentle moments between them, if we don't have her going down into the oh, discovering the awful atrocity basement and finding the girl in the bathtub with the metal face visor thing. And trying to save her. Yes. If she was just, if she sees her and it goes like, <laughs> and face visors attacking her and, you know, in a, in like a, the Eli Roth smarters, perhaps. I haven't seen the remake. I forgot they did a remake. But I'm sure, I'm sure you can see the difference just between those two films and how, and how that is uh, approached and the thoughtfulness that goes into it. Yeah, and I think like even things that are crazy violent and gory and all of this can still be like that and not be cruel. The original Evil Dead, the 1981 Evil Dead, is very gory and very violent. Yes! And like, yeah, a lot of it is like claymation or stop motion or whatever, but that doesn't matter like but it doesn't i mean tree rape aside which even sam raimi himself has kind of disavowed Mm -hmm. uh it's not cruel feeling no no and it's it's the well here's the thing about the first one too is and i even forgot this when we did our original episode on evil dead the the original the evil dead um i i forgot that like it's not that funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no when people go on about how it's a comedy i was like yeah evil dead 2 maybe but the first one has its moments and it's in its more over the top sequences you might have that laugh of disbelief yes but, but the horror is not played for laughs in the evil dead yes yeah there is a there is a i think with the first one there is a nervous laughter component 
like it's it's still depicted you know yes on shoestring budget but it's still depicted like very straightforward this is these are awful things happening it's going to be funny how some of it's filmed but the 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 comedy is the nervous laughter of just the insanity of what is happening but and and i feel like for me that's why i really enjoy evil dead rise and I, i said this to you before but like for me, this movie feels the most in line with the original film of any film in the franchise because it, it's it's pretty much just a like it's a remake again, pretty much. I think it's still a, a very closed in setting with a, a very limited amount of characters The you know, the, the there's the why did they change the name of the book at some point? Because it was the Necronomologue, and now it's like the Naturum de Monto or something, (laughs) some shit. I don't know why. So anyway, but you know, someone finds a book or something, someone says the thing or reads it or plays a thing, something happens, deadites happen, a deadite gets locked out, tries to get in somewhere. There's a chainsaw, shotgun, you know, it follows those points. But in terms of just like how it's presented, the care that the characters actually do have for each other, and the fact that there is funny stuff, but it's more in response to the the trauma of what's happening <laughs> that it is nervous laughter um it just felt much more in line for me and i i just really love that about it love that and i, I love maggot mother <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa sutherland i think she kills it in this movie i love her i think i really i appreciate kind of more in hindsight in a way the setting of it like this is in a what an apartment building a fairly small apartment building really um that is condemned or going to be shut down or something. And there's very few people remaining in it. Well, you tell them what it's about. You love it. It's so it's about uh, these, the uh, family, there's uh, the, a mom um, who is a tattoo artist. They're a very, very like just poor, weird family. They, they're very relatable. I think like, I, I know these people in real life, the mom tattoos, the kids are, you know, they go out to protests one of them's a dj uh but they're not insufferable um they're just a very very working class weird queer family unit very modern family unit the dad has recently left the mom um and her sister uh beth the mom's name is what's her name i wrote it down somewhere Allie. i just call her maggot mother but um Beth, her sister, is a uh, audio tech that goes around on tours. Her sister gives her shit and calls her a groupie, blah, blah, blah. She finds out she's pregnant, which ugh, becomes a main motivation for why she needs to survive, which I never liked that in a movie, but I'll look past it. She goes to visit her sister and be like, help me, I'm pregnant, help me figure this out. They have a family time moment. There is an earthquake. This is in, a, in LA, I think, or somewhere, somewhere. No, it's not. A, I can't. They said LAX, but I couldn't figure out if it's there or not but um there's an earthquake the kids are going down to get pizza but there's an earthquake they the dj kid ends up jumping down spelunking into the abandoned um bank vault that is underneath the apartment finds the records that are recording some a priest reading the book of the dead way back in the day plays it on his dj equipment mommy gets possessed Mommy pukes everywhere. Mommy is dead. She's a deadite. And now she's going to get you. Uh, the building is condemned. So like you said, there's not many people in there. Uh, it, this is kind of like it goes the way of Demons. The sequel to Demons. Or Demons 2. The sequel to Demons. Um, where it's set in an apartment building. But you don't get to see all of the what's happening in the building. This is really limited to the one apartment. And the hallway. And the elevator and the parking garage. That's it. That's all the setting you get. With the exception of the opening in a cabin that's related. It bookends the film. Um, So, yeah, Beth and the kids all have to fight Mother. Ultimately, everyone gets turned into a deadite except Beth and little baby Cassie. And the deadites all turn into a giant rat king. And they get, instead of chainsaw, they get run through a Fargo wood chipper. And everyone's covered in blood. And it's cool. Yeah, it was fun. It's fun. Do you know why I really love it? Why? <laughs> because it, that opening in the cabin. Well, I love the family. I love this movie for many reasons. I love the mom. I love the family. I love whatever. But I love so much that, because you remember at the beginning of the pandemic, I read Wuthering Heights for the first time. 
Oh, right. And I was like, I thought Wuthering Heights was just a woman wandering around the moors longing for some dude. I didn't know it was the most death metal book ever written. Evil Dead Rise knows because it opens with her reading her book and then her deadite friend starts like spewing off Emily Bronte's words, possessed. And it's cool. (laughs) So I was set up for success from the beginning with that Wuthering Heights reference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I loved it. (laughs) Yeah, during the movie, you kind of forget about the opening completely. I didn't even really think to myself, like, how is this going to tie into what we saw? It was just like, it feels like two different. It feels like it's from a different movie or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a wholly different story that's like, I think maybe in the saga of where they want to take this as potentially a franchise, if they're going to try to connect to these movies more, like it seems like they're trying to set it up that, you know, the deadites got out and now they're in the country. Now they're going to really cause trouble everywhere. And it starts again at a cabin, even though it started in a apartment building. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's its own different story for sure. For a second, I was like, did I not remember the end of the last one? Yeah. It, and, and it definitely, even when it started, I was like, Oh, it's a cabin because you need one of those. <laughs> Like it's, but this time it's an A-frame, so that's cool and new. <laughs> but no, I I like it. I like it. I like that. I don't know. The movie isn't mean, even though awful things happen. It's gross. It's gross. Computer blood never looks right, though. Com- it looks weird. I will say on the T, te- you did not see the optimal presentation of this movie by any means. Because mm. what we were watching on, it was buffering. There was all the motion smoothing and reality creation and all that bullshit they put on TVs. That was all turned on, and it was at, like, volume level five. <laughs> it looked much better in the theater, but but it is a shame that prosthetics, uh, physical, like, graphic, uh, oh my god, what are the, what's the word I'm looking for? Practical effects. Practical effects are always the way to go. Especially when you've got that much blood anyway. If you have enough to fill up an entire elevator. But do you notice there was a cat hanging out in the vent system? They establish, hey, there's a cat up there. They never kill the cat. And Anthony says, I have a new favorite movie. (laughs) It's not that that's all it takes, but I don't know. I loved that. I I was surprised that, you know, there's that scene where they kill all the kids in the hallway. It's surprising. Like anytime there's a movie with kids, you just think, okay, well, they're going to make it to the end. So it's it's still always shocking when a kid does actually die in a movie. Yeah. You're telling me I'm watching a movie about two sisters there's a a bunch of kids they all die except one the cat lives there's no tree rape and there's a really cool actress playing a really cool deadite i was i I liked it i liked it a lot keep saying that but i (laughs) what else did i like i'll tell you more i liked that the son danny who ruins everything who is the reason everything goes wrong i like that danny is played by a trans actor and they never never bring it up for virtue signaling points in the film it's never it's never addressed they literally just let a trans person play a person right and i thought that was cool it wasn't it wasn't mindy meeks he didn't wear a shirt that said trans (laughs) i love trans i love trans yeah so i i don't know it impressed me i would like to watch more from this uh lee cronin that director would have been better if he was if maybe he was eating peanut butter at some point they didn't have a Carmen Miranda deadite. <laughs> a Mr. Peanut Butter Carmen Miranda deadite. Which, you know. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Well, I thank you for watching it with me. Of course. And I'm glad you enjoyed it. And And I'm just so glad it's not the remake. <laughs> yeah, there is that. I think it. I think it did well. Oh, it did very well. Oh, okay, good. Is it very well? There, you know, that's the thing. There's a, still a contingent of horror fans that hate this movie because they said it, it, they, it wimped out, right? Because right. they want the the abject just brutality and awfulness of the remake. I mean, I get it. I can, I could, you know, it, if somebody says, "Oh, I preferred the 2013," okay, fine. Yeah, but I just don't get it because I'm like, it's still, this one is still super gory and gross. What's the, what's like, did you miss the cardboard 
cardboard cutout one-dimensional uh cw characters from the remake <laughs> like there's a lot of women in this one <gasps> i wonder if even <gasps> subliminally that affects some people because i i still see comments about things like that i'm a dumbass i never thought about that you got you know the women baddie and the whole family's women except the the son mm-hmm Oh my god. You know, now that I know this, I like the movie less. I don't like women. Finally, you say it. <laughs> the truth comes out. We've all known. We've all yeah. been dancing around it for how many fucking years have we been doing this show? <laughs> Finally, you lay it out on the table. You go. know what? I don't like them either. That's not true. I love women. I love women. I love women so much. I kind of, well, with the exception of being cursed with being gay, I kind of only like women. (laughs) (laughs) Mama Moo. Mama Moo. Also something else I did for Pride in LA. Uh, It was before Anthony showed up. I stayed with some friends and they introduced me to The Ultimatum. Queer Love on Netflix. (gasps) Oh, you got to finish it. Boy, oh boy. We mainlined that. We spent all night watching all the episodes that have been... I was just like, give me more. (laughs) Give me more. (laughs) Uh, Boy. It's messy as hell. I love mess. It was so good. (laughs) Anyway, what am I talking about? I have only heard horror stories about that show oh it's great i have heard nothing but horror stories followed by you have to watch it i love it (laughs) yeah well the whole the whole concept of the show is there are these couples where one part one person in the couple has given their partner an ultimatum about getting married like we need to get married or i'm out of here so clearly Rather than breaking up, because you should not give anybody ultimatums, especially about fucking marriage. But oh my anyway, God. but the idea of this show is that this has happened in all the couples. Like there were four couples, uh, and so they go on the show. You spend a week dating a bunch of people to see who you like. Then you break up with your current partner. Break up, quote unquote. Spend three weeks in a trial marriage with somebody new. Then you spend three weeks back with your original partner. And then at the end of the show, you either get engaged to your original partner, you leave the show as a single person, or you enter into a new relationship slash get engaged to the person you were in your trial marriage with. Oh my God. I mean, disaster concept. Only insane people would go on this show, obviously. Oh my god. Like, did Jenny Jones and Jerry Springer not warn us or teach us anything? <laughs> right, but be- and so usually the show is straight couples. Uh, but then this is the, let's call it the lesbian edition. And because it's lesbian, you know the, the drama, the stakes are high, there's processing of tears everywhere. Oh, it's good stuff, baby. And in three weeks, you can go the whole saga of an entire relationship. A whole mm-hmm. entire life partnership. Just, okay. Does anybody get engaged to the to the trial partner at the end? I'm going to spoil anything. Oh, you're going to make me watch it. You're Only because it's good for you. You're going to love it. Oh, God. It's Pride Month. What a Pride Month. This is the best Pride Month ever. <laughs> Listen, they're filming... Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip in St. Bart's right now. Yeah. It's it's pride miracles upon miracles. Everywhere. Well, Stacy, with all of that said, are you ready to... Well, I guess you have no concerns, so I'm guessing you are. But are you ready to move on to the bonus round? Um, yes. <laughs> oh, well, that seems less... <laughs> Listen, if I still did have earthly concerns, I would say somebody was a bossy bessie for this episode this week. Oh, what are we going to do for We Saw Mama Moo in Concert Month? Let's do Evil Dead. Evil Dead. It's easy for me to do Evil Dead because I love Evil Dead. Okay. What should we do for the bonus round? Let's do Pyramid. I want to do Pyramid for the bonus round. 
In my defense, every time you ask and say, I don't care, and then I decide for us. So this time I said, here's what we're doing. I got my yardstick and I slapped it. The yardstick was out this week and that's okay. I usually don't care. No, we're we're egalitarian on this show. We're very egalitarian. But we do suggest things or whatever. It was just funny. That's all. It was funny. Because I say to myself, when you said pyramid, you said pyramid, 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 <laughs> under threat of violence. I said, first of all, I don't care about violence anymore. I'm beyond violence. But uh, I just got stressed out immediately because I'm like jumping back in with pyramid. Boy. Oh, no. After not having done the show, after not having to think, after having my soul leave my body, I say pyramid is maybe the worst way to to try to re-enter human society you said none of this you said sounds good to me (laughs) (laughs) no i mean i'm doing it i'm here but i just a pyramid is so stressful and that's what you love about about screaming for a minute straight uh gasping for air i know what's stressful about that well Trying to save your friend's life. <laughs> anyway, so about that. <laughs> so I'm just of the of the uh, end of show bonus round features. Pyramid is the most stressful. That was my only point, and I'm just saying, not in a like I don't want to do this kind of way, but in a oh boy, this is going to be a disaster kind of way. You're going to have to get you. You know, the Silver Ravenwolf method where you have to re you have to t- follow that silver thread, the astral silver thread back to your body. You have to get reacquainted with your nervous system. You can't be just for the next four minutes or whatever. You can't be floating around a happy little radish satellite floating <laughs> around the astral plane content all right say goodbye to your contentedness oh for the next two minutes nirvana and you're (laughs) fucking up my nirvana man i don't care i don't care if i die so what i'm already dead No, we don't die in pyramid. Oh, yes, we do. We what? do. How does this it is work? this is already a how do we play this game? <laughs> Listen, try to figure out the chopping block the last time. Oh boy! Like we literally forgot everything that ever went into that game, <laughs> despite doing it for like three years straight. Yep. Uh, so pyramid, we have we we have come up with six categories. Uh, each the 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 clue giver tries to get the other person clued into what cat the category is um by using you know phrases film titles everything except the names or the words within the category itself uh you have a minute to guess it if you get them right you have won the pyramid if you get any well no it's not chopping block <laughs> if you don't answer the time you've been given um then you're dead and if you win then your time, whatever remaining time you have, carries over to the other player in, in their round. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's pretty much it. Oh, you can pass. Um, yeah, pass and go back to it. And go back. You can return on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, bossy Bessie, who's going to go first? <laughs> Just tell me. <laughs> let's Let's get you into your body faster so you tell me first you guess you give me some clues oh okay all right oh boy this is gonna be i apologize in advance or wait was it is it worse if you go uh, no i think i should give you clues first because it's too late okay i've entered the clue giving zone (laughs) (laughs) okay are you ready my pyramid is all laid out i'm ready you're ready. One minute on the clock. Time starts now. Uh, oh, a trilogy of terror. The Vault of uh, Anthology terror. Films. Yes, thing, thing. Um, oh, The Evil Dead, Friday Thirteenth Part Two. Uh, an American Werewolf in London. Horror movies from 1981. Yeah, thing, thing. Uh, next. Oh, um, ooh, Evil Dead. Uh, Ma. 
mm, Suspiria, uh, Candyman, Dot Com for Murder, I Murders, oh, a Pass. Okay. Um. Uh, oh, I don't have any skin. <laughs> <laughs> what Stacy said after the concert. <laughs> Um, oh, what is this box? Oh, I'm so Oh, thanks, horny. Frank. Would say, thanks, yes, Frank says. Yes, uh, 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 more brains. Uh, send more paramedics. Things said um, in Return Living Dead. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, uh, the Thing. Um, Escape from New York. Um, John Carpenter uh, films. Uh, Film. It's Kurt Russell, John Carpenter films. Yeah, was the answer. It was the answer. What was the, what was the, where you just named all the movies I like? Movies we've done episodes about. Shut the fuck up! (laughs) (laughs) That's why I tried to name from a variety of genres. I should have said one that you did. I should have said maybe Hagazusa would have tripped you up. Maybe, oh, maybe I didn't helped. like that one. You didn't like that. I've seen it three times. Yeah. <laughs> I keep trying to like it. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> How many did I get right? Four? Almost all of them. Well, John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, you got right after the book. I was out of time. Yeah, so. Oh, but that would have been my fifth? That would have been your fifth, yeah. So you <gasps> did really well. I did okay for being nothing but rust. One of the the episodes one I let go on too long without passing. Maybe I should. I forgot that I could pass. So, and then I'm sorry for laughing with Frank. I don't have any skin and I'm horny. <laughs> no, that was funny. <laughs> I drew it out. I made it worse because I said things Stacy said at the concert. Because um, it's true. So true. What is she, this box? She's the lady nerve endings. Yeah, what is this box? What is this, <laughs> what is this box? I don't have any skin. I'm horny. <laughs> Mama, there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Nude, has no skin, loves boxes. Yeah. The, the, the Venn diagram. Yep. Stacy Ponder and Uncle Frank. <laughs> okay. Well, put your answering skin on, Stacy, because I've got six pyramid categories for you. All right, are you ready for this? Whatever. Okay, your. T- <laughs> She's a cool, calm queen. She is. Your time starts in three, two, one. Uh, Silent Hill, Ghost Story. Um, she will. Alice Creek movies. Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, uh, he's a bus driver to in take you to the beach that turns you old. He is the oh, doctor I'm, I'm, I'm in the <laughs> What about it? Uh, he... the, the acting roles of his. Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, um, high tension martyrs. Uh, New Frontier Family movies. Yes. Uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum, Christina Raines, Ava Gardner. People in the Sentinel. Yes. Uh, plug it up. Plug it up. Uh, we're all gonna laugh at you. The things they say to Carrie. Yes. Uh. Uh. She. Uh. She doesn't get the bank loan. She gets her head stapled. Her eyeball oh, flies out into oh, her stuff mouth. That happens to what's her face? Allison Lomond in, uh, in um. Uh, no. Uh, no. She. She. She falls out of her coffin. Oh, things that happen to the old woman and the lady in the movie. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure if that sentence made any sense. Things that happen to the old woman, the lady in the movie. <laughs> Which is her character name. It's not Mrs. Ganish. She didn't have a name. <laughs> you did a great job. That was in 51 seconds. You guilt for having no concerns and only exposed nerve endings. <laughs> you did great. Mother Radish provides. Mother Radish provides. Now, I did potentially break the rules because I said no when you said Allison Wellman. But we never said that, that was against the rules ever. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's just if you kept going, then clearly I would have been wrong. So. If I kept going. Yeah. But I would have said she falls out of the coffin still. Like that all happens. To yeah. Scott. Yeah. I oh. didn't even it pass me by. The fact that you didn't say, yes, you're correct, clued me in that. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. You did great. Woo, so did you. 
<laughs> well, look at us. We can still do it. We still got it. He did, though. We still got We have no moral concerns except for sweat and heat. Yeah. Now I'm tired. I know. I took all my energy. See, Pyramid, we're both screaming and yelling. It's unseemly. <laughs> so unbecoming of a lady. <laughs> it really is. My, my. <laughs> oh. Well, we're back. So next week, I don't know what we're going to do. I guess we'll find out. Maybe someone will tell me. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get out my yardstick. I love this yardstick. It's changed my whole life. It's got the pride colors on it. Well, I guess that's called rainbow. Oh, then I love it. Yeah. See? Yeah. (laughs) Hit me more. Discipline is good. (laughs) (laughs) Strike me harder. (laughs) What is this box? Well, thank you for listening if you listened. Yeah, thanks for coming back after uh, us being raptured. Thanks for sticking through. Galentodarkness.com. You can find old episodes. You can find necronomologues. You can find lots of neat stuff. Is that true? There's some neat stuff on there. There's Um, a turkey. There's a turkey. Um, (laughs) Well, we'll be back next week. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, Oh oh my god! God. Oh Oh my my god! God. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! Ha, ha, ha.